In this episode of Mindset Explosion, I talk to Alison Angel and we discover how she founded Years of Style, but some of the hardships she went through uh, over last year during COVID and how she found faith in God. And that's been really the drive behind her passion. It was a great interview. Take some uh, time and listen through. And don't forget, like, subscribe, leave us some comments, and I'll see you at the next episode. Hey, welcome back, everybody. My brain went then. So are you standing out or are you shrinking back? I shrunk back then because I went off on one. Uh, tonight, uh, great episode. I've been so looking forward to this, Alison. Um, joined by Alison Angel uh, from your your style. Oh, my God, my brain. Yeah, no, years of style. Years of style. That's, years what, I of style. That's what I said. Everyone else heard something uh, completely different. <laughs> um so tonight I'm, I'm excited because obviously um, you know, we, we're in the same mastermind. Uh, we've done a couple of rounds on Clubhouse together. That was pretty cool. So mm -hmm. I so much life, Addison, and I know just we've had a couple of a bit of a chat before coming online. And oh my god, I, I'm excited. So uh, tell us very briefly in a few words a little bit about yourself, Addison. Let's hear all about it. Come on. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so um, I really am an angel as in, you know, the surname. And I help women look and feel the best they've ever felt in the clothes they wear. Brilliant. I like it. But you haven't always done that, bold, have you? Bold claim. Bold claim, I know. Bold no, claim. I haven't always done that. Um, it's quite a new business. I'm in my launch phase. Um, for 20 years, I was in property. I had my own boutique letting agency in Manchester. So I guess I've gone from curb appeal to curb appeal. Ah, I love that. <laughs> but it's, I think it's the first time, like I like I think we've even been on a, a screen together because on Clubhouse is obviously audio for those that yeah. maybe haven't seen that before. But it, it's like on Clubhouse, you brought you brought that into the room when whenever we did stuff. And I know some of the things we, we were talking about is quite deep, really, I know. Um, mm. But you bring that with you wherever you go, I feel. Thank you. That's really nice to say, Matt, because sometimes talking about painful times and trauma, mm -hmm. you know, it does feel a bit heavy and it can get deep. And, you know, I think it, I think it's when you're 10 years recovered from all of that, you can just bring a new perspective to it. And I always say now I see it as a gift because I've developed so much from that. I've learned so much about myself, like recovered my true identity and so for that, I'm thankful. Brilliant. Got any questions? Feel free to drop them in, and we'll put them up on the screen and see where we're at. Um, but I, obviously, I want to find out a bit more how you've got to where you where you are now. So you said you were, you had your own property business. I, I know when we spoke the other day, and I guess last year. I mean, is what happened last year did that kind of define like this shift into you know, working with women and, and style or, or was it built? Um, I had a stunning year last year on so many levels. And the the reason I say that might surprise people who are listening in or watching because um, I actually started the year 2020 with a cancer diagnosis. Um, I had skin cancer on my scalp and I literally was a week out of surgery when we went into lockdown 
And, you know, as much as I am an open book, I like to, people say I do vulnerability quite well. I, I would normally have shared something like that carefully, of course, at the time. But um, I just felt like I didn't want to burden more people with everything that we were going through as a nation with, with stuff like that as well on top. So I just went through that with my family. And then when lockdown came, I wasn't eligible for any of the government financial support because I was a, um, a limited company director. So as well as recovering from the surgery, um, I had to make a decision to sort of furlough the team. And I became a one woman machine in my business. Everything, you know, came home and I was doing stuff on groups, group Zooms with my clients and things, just coping like, like I tend to do. And, um, you know, my, in May, my youngest son ran away for three days. That was pretty traumatic because we didn't actually know where he was at all. Um, we were homeschooling. My husband was shielding. So I had to do the food shopping, which, as some of you all remember, used to take three hours at a time. Uh, and you had to do that two and three times a week because there just there wasn't the stop levels. Um, I was volunteering for my church. I was doing, uh, I think on the write-up, I mentioned a program called Celebrate Recovery Mat. And I'd actually, at this stage, become a team leader in that program. So I was looking after those people going through that. Um, I worked for a charity doing marriage seminars that never quite came to pass because, you know, we couldn't meet in person. And my husband and I pioneered a thing called Couples Talk on Zoom. Uh, what else happened? Blimey. Um, I had a cat. Somebody ran into me and uh, I was I was out of action for a couple of weeks. Um, car accident. Then my, just as, I'm going to take a breath in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> then in September, just as everybody was looking forward to the kids going back to college and school, my eldest son had a horrific um, injury at football and broke both the bones in his leg. So the, the, is it the tibia and the fibula? And because it was COVID, he had to have emergency surgery um, to put a titanium rod in his leg. And he was 17 and I couldn't be with him. You know, that was, that was really hard as a mum. But we got through it. He came home. I was in full-on care mode. And I got approached by a company who'd actually I'd sold some of my business to some years prior. But I wasn't in a state of like a distressed, a distressed seller. I, I know you've been buying up businesses, Matt, recently, but I, I was quite happy either way to hang on to the business. Um, actually, we had quite a profitable year because obviously all the overheads got cut. Um, but in the end, I decided, you know what? I've been doing this 20 years and I fancy a change. But I sold the business not really knowing what I was going to do next. All I knew is that I would have space and time to just be for a season and something would come. And something did come, you know. By the new year, I was into the personal style business and the new venture there. Wow, so, and this all happened last year. This all happened in 2020. And resilience is my middle name. I just don't know where it comes from, but, you know, you can throw anything at me, but I'll never be down for more than a day. 
Well, I can see that. And I think this is what I meant. And I, I didn't realize half of what you just said happened last year. And I think this is this is why I was so looking forward to getting you on because this was the feeling I got when we were in some of those rooms in the clubhouse. And I know there, there wasn't many in there, which is fine, but it made it quite intimate. And you were very mm. empathic, you know, with those women that were in there. I, I think there's a yeah. couple of guys. You were very empathic. Yeah. And I guess because you've been through that, you know, that that journey in your own way, because everyone is is different with that. But also the way you've described last year, a lot of people would, you know, that would defeat them. And it was, you know, we've all had tough years, but that was your year. And it was, it sounds like a massive freaking roller coaster, but you've said it in such a positive way. And I know we haven't quite tagged into this yet, but having spoke to you offline, I guess, is this a lot down to the, the faith that you have and, you know, through, through God and absolutely. Yeah. So because of my faith, because I'm a Christian, I just see all of life, good, bad and indifferent. I see everything as a gift. Everything that happens to me, whether it's some guy smashing into my mini because he's not paying attention on the road, whether it was, you know, how my ex-husband treated me in, the, in my first marriage for 10 years. You know, when Isaac broke his leg, it all, you know, we, we can either let it define us or we can we can just like take it and think, you know, what can I do with this? How can this how can I turn this round? Um, it doesn't things happen to all of us, Matt, don't they? But it, it's not what happens. It's it's what we make it mean. So I, love, I, love, I make love, it mean, you know, I squeeze out of life everything that happens to me. So do you feel that's good in every situation? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so I, obviously when you had the diagnosis last year, I mean, it sounded like you mm. like you think about other people for crying out loud, but um, yeah. did it in terms of, did it uh, redefine how you look upon life a little bit as well? Um. Well, I'd say I was quite fortunate in that it was a very common cancer, um, not a life-threatening one, luckily, but, you know, still pretty awful all the same. And having to have like, um, I think it was eight stitches I had in my scalp. So it meant like I had a pat, you know, for a woman in her hair, it's awful because then I had to like do my hair a different way. But I just got creative with it and put scarves in and you know, disguised it because, of course, I wasn't sharing what I'd been through, but still showing up on Zoom, looking all like glam and everything. People saying, oh, you look amazing. But inside, I know I've got I'm walking through this particular thing. So, yeah, it's um, sometimes as a Christian, I think things happen to me. And it's my story, obviously, but the story isn't just for me. So the story is an experience for me to talk with authority about a subject like I was doing in the clubhouse rooms. Um, you know, there's something very real when you've walked through it yourself. You, you've got the credibility. I 100%. And it's almost like I, I'm hearing you talking as well. And I'm thinking, so did that con that, that moment where you said, you know, you disguised it with the scars, did that kind of seed what you're doing now a little bit in style um, or i mean 
I'd say I was because I've got terrific self-esteem now I mean uh, you know I didn't used to we can maybe go on to that later but um nothing really affects my self-confidence anymore and so although it was a bit of a blow and having to have the surgery and it was you know I did put a post on a year later and showed some of the pictures when I was going in for the operation because it's like I said it's just um people wonder like where you get this enthusiasm for life from how they say like how could you be so positive about this and and I just see that as a as a way to share my faith because you know the minute I started to understand God and my faith everything changed and, and I want that for other people I do and, uh, this is, again I keep referring to this this few moments we had on with the the, the room, and I, I think it was you and someone else that was hosting this room. Mm. And I, I know I keep going back to it, but sometimes we go through things that aren't very nice. But it's, I think sometimes it's to, um, to help people that can't, you know, go on for that um, later on, really. Mm -hmm. in, in a way. I don't know. Yeah. I think you know what I mean. Um, it's all about I'm, compassion for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got great compassion for, I mean, I, I always, as an empath, I always do, did care about other people almost more than I cared about myself. Um, but I've, I've balanced that, that seesaw out now where I'm on a level playing field with myself. I'm not coming at things from a deficit of self-love anymore. Um, you know, I know who I am. My identity's firm. My self-confidence is where it should be. And um, that enables me to not rescue other people because that's that's not good. But to empathize is everything. And I think, Alison, to add to that, knowing some of the, remembering some of the things that you spoke about in that room, that the past doesn't define you. No. No. And you've come so strong. Yeah. There's a phrase here, Matt, that just sprung to mind, which is do you does your story own you or do you own your story? Love and it. that's about a positioning shift, you know, where you go from victim to victor. So So my yeah. mum always says you're either a victim or a survivor. Mm, yeah. Sorry. Again, there's a word survivor. I'm not a great fan of, um, you know, I'm certainly an advocate for living life to the absolute full. Um, you know, people sometimes say as well, this thing like you've only got one life. Uh, I actually don't believe that either. I think you've got two lives. You've got this life. This is a temporary life, by the way. I'm going to preach here a bit now, Matt. Sorry, but it is Sunday. So I'm allowed to do a bit of holy stuff. Um I feel, and this is why nothing feared me through the lockdown. Even if I got COVID and, and died myself, I don't want to sound crass or insensitive, but because of what I believe, um, it didn't. I, there was no fear. So I believe that this life now, me talking to you here on this earth, this is, this is temporary life, right? But I believe when I die and go to heaven, then there I live forever. I have eternal life. So it's like I'm just either in phase one or phase two of life. I'm, you know, God will decide when. So there you go. So I'm happy either way. Yeah, <laughs> like it. 
So I think you kind of, asked, I was going to ask what the biggest challenge is and how you overcame it. And I know offline we talked about something a bit different, but to be honest, I feel like this has been, last year seemed quite a, a lot of challenges mm. and quite significant. And I feel my next question is going to tie in a little bit to something okay. else. So you kind of, because obviously you've taken a shift into, you know, like your style. This is, you know, mm-hmm. what you're doing now. What is, what would you say was the biggest, and I think you talked about it in your post the other day, but what is, you know, the biggest why? Why did you kind of evolve into, into this? Okay, so for many, many years, probably starting from when I was a teenager, I felt like different from everybody else, like the odd one out. Um, I had a horrible incident one night on a night out with my friends where a group of lads were behind us, said something really derogatory about me. They carried on walking behind us for five minutes. I felt very threatened and intimidated, actually. I didn't say anything. I was so afraid and so felt so small, even though the comment was actually about my size. Um, my friends didn't say anything. We were all just stunned, I think, really. But that memory, even though I felt like I'd dealt with it, that the hurt that that caused me, it lay dormant in my soul for about 30 years. And it was only when I was in this program called Celebrate Recovery that the the excavation of that of that incident and what I, like I said before, what I'd made it mean, it triggered into something else that happened to me as a teenager. It, it latched on to the failure of my first marriage and me feeling completely emotionally bereft and unlovable, really. Um, and I felt for many years invisible. I didn't know who I was. I was insecure. I was looking in the wrong places for things. And all of that programming and life, um, <laughs> it, it, I wasn't really being me. Well, well, no, I wasn't being the me that I was created to be. I was being a shadow of me, a lesser version of me. And so the reason I called... Um, my company years of style was because for me you know since i was 11 12 and being like overweight compared to my like almost size six i'd say size six to eight which is very slender my friends were all very slender and i was probably like 14 16 so probably five sizes big dress sizes bigger um, and I couldn't get stuff off the shelf, off the peg. I couldn't just shop in Manchester Arndale and where all they used to go. I had to really like search out creative ways of dressing to, to look anywhere near and feel anywhere near decent and worthy. And so because, you know, I've been through a divorce, I've had betrayals in business. I've had so many things like that that almost robbed me completely of my self-worth um you know that's my driver for doing the thing that I do now because a lot of how we present ourselves in our clothing 
some people think it's just fickle and it's just clothes, but it's actually not, especially for women. Our clothes say so much about our identity, who we believe we are. You know, um, I, I've put this on tonight because I like dressing quite flamboyantly sometimes. And I've got a style personality that's dramatic because I actually do want to make a statement with my life. I want to stand for things. I want to be an influence, a good influence. And so the minute I discovered that when the jigsaw pieces come together and I match on the outside how I feel on the inside, I mean, don't forget, I've done a shed load of work to get to get the inside out going again. Um, everything just came together. And that's what I want to provide for other women, you know, whether they're business owners, entrepreneurs, they're on a grand mission or even they've just had a season of transition, you know, from working from home for a year or um, being a mother and now wanting to get back into work mode. Um, the power of personal style is just incredible. I think I 100% agree. I think it's a massive thing. It's, I don't know if it's under, it's recognized the way it should be. Obviously coming from a fitness background and now we just you know i've just bought a beauty salon <laughs> it was a bit of a surprise but the the two different things but they're they're also the same because it's all about people feeling better about themselves and yes you're absolutely right we have got to start from the inside out but there's also mm. that work can come from our external about how we're feeling about ourselves and yeah i think what a great thing i think what yeah. a great thing doing, definitely 100 there's a question i sometimes ask people which is what comes first, seeing or believing? Because yeah. for me, I, I could have, say, 15 years ago, actually worn a really nice dress to an, to an event. And so the, the sight of me in a mirror would have been okay. But the belief system that I had was flawed. Yeah. So I see this all the time. I see women getting compliments it doesn't land in the right place because they don't believe it about themselves. So, but I guess for me, I did do it inside out because, um, you know, I felt good about who I was and then I just finished it off with personal style. So the exterior matched the interior. Um, but yeah, clothes, you know, we, with style and, and it's a, it's a form of personal brand. Uh, whether we like it or not, you know, judgments are made, what, in the first three seconds or something. And as we start getting back out there into a face-to-face -face situation, um, you know, it's more important than ever. And our styles communicates a message without us even speaking a word. Oh, definitely. Um, I was going to ask something then, and it's gone completely out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> one of my questions right now. <laughs> um, no great stuff I, I, it'll come back i'm sure um so kind of move on a little bit what mm -hmm. um, oh i know what i was gonna ask so with when you're working with um someone there and, and obviously you're working out that stuff do you do any inside work or is it just purely about now would you do you find out a little bit about them or um, I mean, I'm not a coach or a therapist or anything like that. Sometimes people call it wardrobe therapy, and I guess that there's an element of that. 
But, um, you know, women will contact me that want to feel more confident. And so, you know, the, it might be that we do a wardrobe edit or it might be that I take them personal shopping. Um, they might have my style subscription package. But whatever the service, the intention is the same, which is let's find your unique style DNA. And for that to happen, there's a quite an in-depth questionnaire. So there is a, a you know a lot of get to know you. Tell me really, like honestly, how do you feel in your clothes on a day-to-day -day basis? Um, what's that all about? And so, you know, sometimes sessions could could be quite deep that we could discover something and unpack something. Um, I think for me as well, being you know, a curvier size, uh, I used to let my size define my worth. And I'm, this is a real, this is an angle that I'm really passionate about because I much more care about your shape than your size. And for a lot of women, they have curve. Some women crave curve, actually, if they're more athletic silhouette. Um, but a lot of women want to disguise their curve. They don't like the fact that, you know, I've got a, a bigger, um, you know, a bigger bust or a, a white, you know, a bigger, a curvier hip. And so the art of dressing that, either balancing it out in the silhouette or exaggerating it, because they, they may want to do that. Um, most, mostly they want to disguise it. <laughs> I was thinking of Kim Kardashian then about like the really small way and then the, the wider hip, you know, that is now a fashion thing. But yeah, so th there's, it can get deep. It depends how open, you know, but again, cause I've got the empathy and I can relate and, um, you know, people would look at me and say, you know, you really do accept yourself, don't you, Alison? You know, it's so, it's so refreshing to see. Um, cause it all starts with self-love, self-acceptance, you know, I've been given these curves. I'm a pear shape. I used to hate my curvier hips and bum. I used to hate it and wish I didn't have them, but I can't change it. So let's look at what I can do with what I've got instead. And that works every time. Oh, I love that. I can just, I can almost imagine the journey you're taking people on. Um, and I think... The fact that you you kind of go deep, you know, however, whatever hmm. people want to share is what they want to share. I yeah, I take my cues from the client. You know, if if the if it's a bit vulnerable for them, of course, I'm sensitive to that. But you know, for many women, it could be that they have a breakthrough in the service that they have with me. Yeah, it's it's, it's funny how, how I don't know if it's something that's been trained in us through society. See, when I was younger, and I still am um, slim, I, I, I was skinny, and I absolutely mm -hmm. hated it. And I would try and eat to put weight on, and I never could. And, and I would just try and disguise the skinniness with baggy clothes. Now I look back on photos, like flipping heck, <laughs> yeah. like or something. And it's and even that stuck with me. And I, right. and I it's different, I guess. And the comments that would get made about whatever, and it's just ah, oh, what. Come on, so yeah, just so I know how empowering, you know, what you're doing 
for women is is, is massive. Mm. Um, yeah. You'll you'll know from people that we meet all the time in business, Matt, that somebody could be, you know, you could get a, a really slender guy, but he's owning it and he's he's proud of it and he dresses to celebrate that. And I think that's the difference between, you know, covering up. Um, I know the title tonight is about shrinking back or standing out. And for me, shrinking back is about like not accepting what you've got, um, how you're going to use it, how to flatter it, how to express yourself. You know, um, it's a really creative thing, style. I love it. What on style? We kind of mentioned this offline, and I kind of we talked about Gareth Southgate, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, because you asked me what I thought about the England football team and manager. Yeah, and like I, from a from a side from a spectator point of view, I think he's doing an an okay job. You know, the results are coming in. Mm. I know he's he's going for a bit of flack and. My son's like, why is he not putting him on? And, oh, that, but he, the manager knows, you know, the manager knows everything. Um, but what I want to say about Gareth is, do you have to wear the waistcoats, Gareth? I just, I want, I feel like he looks like so super formal, like in his three piece. Um, I don't know. I think there's different ways of him being, uh, well, you know, a commanding leader. <laughs> by not wearing the navy blue waistcoat every time. I do think that's part of him. And I, I, listen, I watched him last night. Flipping out, you're in Italy. They said, oh, I can't remember what the temperature was. And he, he still came out there. <gasps> uh, well, maybe bright. it is him. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I should slap myself there. Because if, <laughs> if that's his, per you know, for all I know, he has got a personal stylist and that's his signature look. But I don't know. I just, I want him to, to like elevate it a little bit. No, I, I'm not. I'm not. I must admit, I'm not a massive football fan. But when the internationals come on, and and I was listening to um, the pundits on BBC, and I really like what they said in that he stuck to his his guns. He's getting flat left, right, and centre, and it's like, no, this is this is what we're doing, and he's he's stuck with it. And I I think me and you spoke about it a little bit the other day. I think I put a post out. But as an entrepreneur, sometimes we do no most people just don't get us mm, yeah they just don't quite get where our heads are at and i you know, even come up against we're, we're, we're in a specific category aren't we? i mean no. yeah you know again it's 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 to celebrate that that we have these amazing ideas probably about 100 a day of how to <laughs> make a business out of every single thing that we come across um you know and it's a missed opportunity why are you not doing that oh my gosh you could be doing this with this but um you're right that's just our sort of entrepreneurial mindset well we better shout out our mentor rob moore because I I, I I mean i've had a few different mentors and they're all been brilliant uh, but this is my current one or our current one um one of mine and yeah i think um yeah he's really stirred that up for us hasn't he he, he is the most prolific marketer uh, that i've ever come across for sure um i'd say as a woman though i also much as i love our business community i also have my women's only sisterhood places um uh, and i have a spiritual mentor as well 
I have a sisterhood called the boardroom, you know, full of fierce females. And um, yeah, there's lots of uh, emotional intelligence that goes on in those sessions. Oh, good. Um, so yeah, I've, I've got a hell, heck of a lot of support. Plus, of course, my family, I have a lot of support, my parents and my husband. My, my kids now are like, oh, mom, no, don't want to spend time with you. Help me do this real. No, can't you pay someone to do that? I'll pay you. No, please don't go on TikTok, mom. If you go on TikTok, I'll never speak to you again. So, you know, I have a lot of support, but just not from the teenage boys. No, that's fair enough. <laughs> they, we, children see the world a bit differently. What would you say was, did you have like an aha moment? You may have kind of said about it really, but has there been like that, oh, this is it, my aha moment? The, the biggest aha moment was me coming to faith, Matt. Um, yeah. and, and the way it was actually weaved together, the, the journey of me arriving that day in a church in Manchester, even to the most minutest detail of the person stood on the door welcoming people in, used to work in my business two years earlier, right? She said, Alison, what are you doing here? It was amazing. And to the point where at that time I was heavily going, you know, heavily traumatized by the divorce I was going through. And I sat in the congregation, listened to the preach. I was crying my eyes out. The message was seemingly perfectly tailored towards my situation. And the, I was sat on one side, my friend who'd brought me, you know, along with her. And the other side, a lady, didn't know her, stranger. And because I was quite visibly upset, she just said to me, are you okay? You know, are you, you all right? You seem like really upset. And I said, oh, you know, and I started doing that. And she, she just looked at me and she said, I've been through a divorce. And she said, I'm, I'm married again though. This is, this is my husband here. And in that moment, you know, because in, in a lot of churches, divorce is like really bad thing, you know. And in that moment, I just felt completely accepted. And like that seat was reserved with my name on and I didn't know it. I mean, you, you know, the coincidences that, that happen when you, well, when I discovered faith, it, it's, it's not a coincidence. It's, it's a God engineering at work. So. I, I feel but sometimes when we've been through tough times, that's normally when the door opens for things a bit yeah. more spiritual. Yeah, because up until that point, I was like, little Miss Independent, I don't need anybody. Yes, I was married, but, you know, I was already starting to feel quite despondent with life and that people couldn't be trusted. Um, I, I can't um, accept what you're saying because you might not mean it. And, you know, I developed a thick skin. And um, you're right, Matt, because at that point in my life, I was completely pliable. I, I, was, o I was open. You know, I was hurt. I was on the floor. And yeah. I, was, I was open to discovering a different way of thinking. And do you kind of feel more, it sounds a bit horrible, but I know some of the things that have been bad for me, I'm kind of grateful for. 
Mm. The same. Um, yeah. And do you feel that, see, a, couple, a lot of entrepreneurs or business owners I speak to now, and I, I wouldn't have, I talk about spiritual because I, I feel there's, like you said, we, we've got maybe all different our belief systems, but I have found mm. we kind of, like I've gone a bit more spiritual, maybe in a different way, very, very broad, but in how I look upon and having that, you know, a faith that's similar, similar to yourself. And it, it helps for me, definitely. And also that self-belief in myself, it's like these two worlds are suddenly crashed together that I maybe wouldn't, not maybe, definitely didn't. I think I've always had that faith in God. I've always mm -hmm. had that. Mm -hmm. It's just it's, mine's maybe evolved. Yours, you know, it's evolved basically. Do you feel that it's been a um, like having that come together has been? Mm. So, where it really started to transform for me was because, as you've said there, you you know about God, and that's common for so many people that they know of God. You know, we hear about Him at Christmas and Easter and all of that, but but. The difference between knowing of someone and being in a personal relationship with someone, you know, there's there's a whole raft of spectrum difference there. I can honestly sit here and say I have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And everything I do now has that has that supernatural perspective on it. And so I'm not just living my life for me anymore. I'm living it for those that are around me, those that God calls me to have an influence with. Um, you know, the, I'm really not in the driving seat of my life. And I love it. <laughs> because having been in the driving seat for many, for what, 39 years, I was in the driving seat hands firmly gripped on the wheel and it, it didn't go the way that I wanted and I wasn't a bad person but stuff happened and it was it was that stuff that woke me up to faith so I now can be a passenger but an active passenger I'm not just there like relaxing doing not going oh yeah god god you can start it out oh I pray to god you know faith is actually an active journey so yes i still have to like knock on doors ask for opportunity you know but dream big and then ask ask god for that um because god says like what do you want alison but the problem is we we stop asking or we limit we're limited by just what we know what i know so i think like this level is good but then god because he's got like a different dimension in life he'll be like why are you stopping there what's what's that all about you know because he's an unlimited omnipresent i know we did a workshop on that but to me there's only one person who is omnipresent and that's the that's god i like it i, like it. I think sometimes not tested but when things don't always go away, I think it's because we weren't quite ready for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the message well, God, is God said to me once, you know, when something didn't go my way, lean not on your own understanding. 
because I've got a plan and a purpose coming from this. Yeah. And and then you kind of get a bit giddy because you're thinking, oh gosh, what what could it be? Yeah, I know this is pretty crap right now, but I'm putting my faith into the outworking of this and it's all going to mean something someday. You know, so all the crappy things that I've experienced, they'll all now give me, as I said before, that authority, that credibility for, for being relatable to to my clients. So I'm, I'm good with it. Cool. So moving on a bit, uh, thank you for that as well. I really appreciate it um, for sharing that. Um, it's time of recording. We're, we're live on Facebook and LinkedIn. And later in about a week or so, it's going to be on podcasts. So, um, and I have a lot of American listeners and it's July the 4th. So happy Independence Day to our uh, friends across the sea. Freezing day as it's called over it. No, I'm joking. (laughs) 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 I got to get it in. Um, Well, those that know me get my sense of humor. Um, So yeah, happy happy July the 4th. uh, Anyone watching this in America. But... uh, Alison, I'm interested though in what independent independent means for you. Or being independent. Mm. I know you right, got an theory on it. I've got a bit of a, a bit of an unpopular unpopular viewpoint. Or uncommon. No, I'm not gonna say unpopular yet because who's judging me? Um an uncommon perhaps viewpoint on independence because um I am an advocate for women, women's rights, women's empowerment, women equality. But as a female, I don't like being completely independent. However, my dependence is not on another person because I've tried that in the past. It didn't quite work. You know, people fall short people let you down. I let people down. You know, it works both ways. My dependence, however, in God, I cannot deny. God has never let me down. God is the same yesterday as he is today, as he will be tomorrow and forevermore. Um, He is awesome. He is loving. He, He has got such a great plan and purpose for me as his daughter that he's worthy of being depended on. So like I said before about being in the in the passenger seat, um, he's he's got his hands on the wheel of my life and it feels good. So I'm not 100% advocating independent female. I want every woman to know God and like know what it is to be a daughter, a daughter of the most high. Um, maybe I should set up a church. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, that that's just how convicted I am that God is real. God is here. He's here with me now. You know, he lives today. He's not some like historical um, character in the Bible. The Bible is like a living, breathing book. And there's such wisdom in there. Um, you know, when we were on the, what was it the other day? We were on the Zoom, weren't we? And there's so many things that like our mentor does He's, you know, he is everywhere a lot of the time. And you, you can't even just in this one community have FOMO. 
And it's a real thing in life, you know. I've got to be there. I don't want to miss out. Da, 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 da. And I shared, didn't I? This came from my boardroom community. Um, how about we do JOMO, which is the joy of missing out? Because you know what? Sometimes choosing, I don't want to be there. I don't, I don't want to do that today. I want to go to like a different source today. I want to tap into a supernatural power today. I don't just want to do what everyone else is doing. So I'm a fan of JOMO, not FOMO. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. There is so much going on and, and you can get caught up and it's, it's almost like supposed to have an abundant mindset, not a scarcity mindset. Yeah. And then <laughs> even with that clubhouse thing the other day, and I think I said to you, I was like, no, I just have to come out. Mm. I, just, I just needed to relax <laughs> because it was just too much at the time. And mm-hmm. yeah, good to miss out on stuff. Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> no, it joy. The joy comes from yeah. running your own path and being in your own lane and sticking to your purpose and plan. Um and being strong in, in your own identity and your own your own why. A hundred percent. And kind of going back to what you were saying about the relationship that you have with God, I would also say that regardless of what anyone believes or wants to believe, or you know, I think it says a lot about you because it's guiding you, mm. and that guidance at how it's guiding you is having a massive impact on the people that come into contact with you because you like you bring it basically oh thanks that's nice yeah Yeah. so sometimes i feel like i might be a little bit overbearing with it you know where it's like i don't need it ramming down my throat allison if i want to go to church i'll go to church i'll do it in my own way but i think out of out of a hundred people one read the Bible and 99 read the Christian. <laughs> so I just like to think of myself that I am a, you know, I'm a, a walking, talking example of the glory of God and like the the redeeming, transforming impact he's had on my life. And um, I just want that for everybody. It's like, to me, it's like everlasting, true, emotional freedom um satisfying purpose you know stuff we get stuff all the time don't we and it it, it's like it it gives us a high for a moment even success to a certain degree you know wealth it gives us a gives us some choice it gives us some freedom it gives us a high but there's always a next level someone's always got more and the thing with god is only god can satisfy like my insatiable desire for more but it's not more of me, it's more of him and what he wants to do through me. I'm just a vessel. There you go. <laughs> and you're doing great things. Um, We've spoken a lot about God today, haven't we? We can tend to, but... No, that's okay. You know? but I think it's important, and, I, and, mm. and again, it's, I don't feel like... I don't think you're preaching. I think you're just explaining, and that's the purpose of... The interview you're explaining about your journey and i know we've not scratched the surface on some of the traumas i, I know that mm-hmm. yeah um, and, yeah and I, I don't really look like the pain that i've been through no 
and well, that's, that's because of God. That's because of God. That that is totally God. No, I think that's good. And you know, in through teaching, like through what I do, mm. we get all backgrounds carrying a lot, and some with more than others, and so yeah, it's worked basically. Whatever you've done has worked. Um, okay, so if you could go back. Like if we could get a DeLorean and go, you know, hit to 80 and go back in time and you could give yourself one piece of advice, just one. <laughs> yeah. To your younger self, but without obviously changing the fact we do want to have children. <laughs> we want our same children. But what one piece of advice do you think you would give yourself? Don't compare yourself to anybody else because you are a unique creation crafted by the master architect and you're one of a kind. There's only one you. And so why would you look at that person and go, oh, well, they're slimmer. Oh, they're getting all the boys. Oh, why am I not popular? Oh, who's going to love me one day and marry me? This is the sort of thing I would think as a 18 year old. Um, don't know why I had that voice, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah. If I knew, if I was secure in myself, oh, the trajectory could have gone very differently. But I'm not complaining because I'm now like in a fabulously brilliant self-esteem, and our purpose doesn't have a deadline on it. It's mm. like again, God's timing. He'll decide when the time is right for the season that you're in. So, but yeah, that's what I say to anybody who suffers with that comparisonitis type of thinking. I think many of us do. I know, I know I've been through it. And even every now and then, I'm, even on Mastermind sometimes, I think I, I felt like the little kid that's just gone up to big school. Yeah. And I knew it would be so important for me, and it has. It's, it's, it's I mean, I've been on that for about six months and it has benefited me so much and it's taken me in directions I never even dreamed of. Mm. Um, and, and I think part of me, I, I knew that people, you know, are way ahead and that, that was good because I can chase it. I was more concerned, I just want to give back. <laughs> How can I, because I, I, I hate to take um, and not be able to at least give something back in return. So yeah, and, and you kind of, and I think sometimes a little bit like what we said, it's, you know, you said that the, the joy of not getting involved really. So I don't need to do all the things that everyone else is doing because that's their journey and it's not my journey. Yeah. So, yeah, it's great advice. We've all been created to do different things mm -hmm. in different ways at different times for different reasons. So being in a mastermind with other great thinkers and doers is brilliant as long as you know who you are because you could get easily swayed, you could feel inferior, you could, you know, do that comparison stuff. And um, yeah, rather than, you know, just turning up, learning what you need to learn, celebrating the others appropriately, you know. Um, that's the thing with, with being good and being successful. You do get a lot of approval from others. Yeah. Uh, but that can be quite dangerous too, uh, because then you're only doing it for the approval perhaps or it becomes a bit like a a drug um so 
the only approval I want is God to say, well done, Alison. You've done a good, you've done a good phase one of life. Now let's come and have a big party in heaven. Come on. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Mm. definitely, definitely. No, that's some really good, really good advice. Um, oh, my screen's just done something, but no one else can see that. Um, um, yeah, and really interesting. I think listening to your journey as well. And I think last year, I, uh, obviously, the lockdown happened, and it it shifted where I wanted to go with the business. And I think by the end of last year, it, it got to the point where. I, I love teaching. I love helping. And I, but like you, I, I, I thought I could do more. So mm. I think part of the reason I went on that, that mastermind was it was just, I had something from here. I'm gonna. I thought should I do coaching? Should I do this? Should I do that? And it just it shifted. And I feel like I'm on I'm on a new path, which is where I want to be. And I, again, isn't it? It's just I think. Do you feel we have a need to give? Um, some people do. Mm. I think giving is a there's almost like a hidden joy in giving because giving feels better than taking um in my book anyway um, you know the I think that's why like my take on wealth is that you only need a certain level to live happy in life really Anything beyond that, I know it's their own money. They can do what they want with it. You know, they've earned it. But I just think, wow, wow. What, you know, like the perspective, I think because I've got a different perspective on the value of money. I do consider myself a good steward of money. I know like what a thousand pound could do for somebody. Yet some people might choose to buy a pair of designer shoes with that. You know, and I just, oh, I don't know. It, it's um, it's the wrestle I have sometimes. But it's not my job to judge other people. Um, that's just how I view wealth. I think once you get to a certain level, it's all about giving back and um, plowing it into, you know, bigger missions in life, reaching more people with it, um, funding underprivileged people. And and then and that's why a lot of I guess millionaires, billionaires, they, they do do all these philanthropic things because they know that the money, yeah, it's given them a certain level of happiness, but that deep satisfaction in your soul that can only be gained by doing other things. And you don't always hear about it either. Mm. Um, yeah, you don't, you don't hear about some of the things that you know the billionaires do for charity and of course I know they got that. yeah um but yeah I think I, I figure oh, givens you know it, it is so rewarding and and, and I, I found it's it, well for me it's a need basically but it, in the need not I don't want the thanks it's nice when you get yeah, it yeah not, not a dysfunctional <laughs> need yeah not, not a dysfunctional need like no, no. you know when you need other people to you need to be needed yeah that's that's not no like an adult state is it but um yeah so it's good to it's good to do new things it's good to study again it's good to expand you know what you know again it's good to go in a different group and be the newbie like you said it's good. It's you know we do we are meant to evolve and grow. I think all forever. 
that is yeah. I think that's a big part of the plan mm-hmm. to grow and evolve and to be able to not limit you know I, I, I didn't want to limit myself to just that I needed to push to that and to here um, and I felt I guess for a few years it's just oh, I just need to just anyway we're on that track and it's not about me tonight so there we go See, look how empathic you are. You can be. Can be about you. Do you want me to ask you a question? No, you're okay. You're okay. <laughs> I've got about two more questions for you. <laughs> Next time, when you get your podcast, Alison. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 That must be coming after tonight. <laughs> Who knows? Um, what's trending? So, because we, we, we talked about loads of different things, but. Obviously, you know, you're a stylist now. So what's trending at the moment in the fashion world? I know the answer. Um, what's trending? I, I don't do trends, Matt. Sorry. Sorry to answer that. Well, that's you, know what, you know why? Because trends, trends have this habit of making everyone look the same. And personal style is totally unique. So it's like what's fashionable versus what's stylish on you and what how you dress that makes you feel more me. Like that's what I'm interested in, not whether you should get, you know, a gingham dress this year with a, with a puff shoulder, whatever. So, yeah, I'm, I'm less about trend and more about personal style. I like that. <laughs> Do I got a thing if I see someone wearing the same t-shirt? I'm like, oh, flipping heck. Mm. Just yeah. quite hard when you run a martial arts center because everyone's got the same t-shirt on, but that's different. Yeah, that's like a kind of you know uniform in a way, isn't it? I'm only being silly. A fitness but no, uniform. Yeah. No, I just see someone. Off, oh. Yeah. So yeah, probably need the. You, you know, oh. one of my pet hates on on Instagram as well is is people who put com- commentary out, it's going back to the trend question, where it's like two women in the same dress and they go, who wore it better, A or B? And mm. I'm like, why, why are you encouraging this kind of like, mm. oh, no, look, look at her. Oh, compared to her. I don't know why the American accent came out there, but anyway. Um, it's independent. Oh, oh, why? Is that the best content you can really come out with? Who wore it better? It's personal style. Everybody's got a personal, you know, silhouette and a different style personality and different lifestyle. So who cares who, who and who wore it better in whose opinion? I'm like, oh, is this really a debate you want to have? Uh, do you know what? You're 100% right. And mm. I think, to be honest, if you are starting a podcast, it's good things to be putting out there. Um, mm. It's good for clickbait, though, isn't it? That, that's you that know, is, it's just clickbait. Yeah, but does it is it helping the world? Not really. Exactly. Exactly. I think again, it's, it, it fuels that comparison stuff. I think you should be in the schools talking about what, what you're talking. I, I'm serious. Yeah, because, it's a good idea. Yeah. yeah because it all. Here's <laughs> <laughs> a style coming to a school <laughs> near you soon. <laughs> You've been there for hundreds of years. The entrepreneurial <laughs> mindset stuff. Oh, gosh, yeah. Because then it'll be schools and colleges and universities. You know, 
won't just stop at schools. That, it that's it going. Yeah, no, it's always going off on. I know Emily was you're watching. You're right, you're right. Who's watching? Uh, Emily was watching off. Um, oh, okay. So, for my mouse went, so she. Um, Did my mum, has my mum tuned in? Lynn, is she what? Can you see who's watching? I can't see who's watching. I can see uh, comments. There we go. We had Jeanette. Hi, Jeanette. Oh, hi, Jeanette. I actually went to school with Jeanette, and we didn't Did know until we were on Rob's Mastermind. No, I interviewed yeah. Jeanette earlier. We yeah. both went to Stratford Grammar School. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Melinda. Uh, sure. Melinda, didn't know Melinda didn't know half of that. Wow. Okay. And Josephine's left a few comments for you. Uh, you there have you the go. God glow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a certain lo luminosity that happens when you... It, you know, it's just to do with identity. You know, f just forget God for a moment. Part God for one second. My identity has been discovered, like my true identity in him. Uh, but identity is massive. Definitely. Who are you when you're not on Instagram, when you're not doing a live with Matt Rudman? Who are you when when you've got no fans or followers who's the who's the core that's left then do you still like her nah. mm. <laughs> last tiffany. one oh tiffany hi tiffany tiffany's my fellow clubhouse moderator in our narcissism rooms ah. um, yeah Looking Sorry, forward to, to meeting Tiffany one day, actually, in person. So was she in the room that I came in that time, or was that someone yeah, else? Yeah, yeah, oh, I think she was. Um, we covered so much. Thank you um, for coming on, Alison. All right, and it's, oh, my gosh, we dived oh, deep. It's been a blast. It's been I hour. can't believe I was even panicking about, what's he going to ask me? I don't like doing stuff that I don't know the pre-asked pre questions for. But I think I actually prefer it. Do you know, I was surprised because I, I just, again, I think I had the assumption that you maybe have done, um, oh, your mum is here. Is this your mum? Oh, uh, is she? There you go. Yes, I'm here. Hi, mum. <laughs> Hello. Um, yeah, because mm. obviously you've done a lot of uh, Clubhouse. Um, yeah. But, yeah, you've done great. Great interview. I've enjoyed it. Um I can't believe we've gone past the time, but it doesn't matter. Thank you so much. But before you go, mm. uh, make sure you put all your links below. I think I put some in the comments, but I think because this comes live on Facebook, it, it does it as a separate post. How can people get in contact with you for, um, well, uh, having you as a stylist? Simply yearsofstyle.com. Everything easy. is on there. Everything. Nice on and easy. Oh, brilliant. Thank you so much. Um, don't go anywhere. I'm just going to say goodbye to everyone. I'll chat you two minutes in the, the virtual room. But thank you so much for coming on. I'd love to have you back because I feel there's lots to talk about. We'll have to get Jeanette on as well. We'll have to do a, a, a three-way chat or something. But thank you so much. All right, guys, thank you for watching. And don't forget, if you're watching this or listening to it on the podcast or on YouTube, wherever you are, don't forget to subscribe, give it a share. And, of course, go out and check out 
Allison's website. Yay. Bye. Peace and Thank love. You.